0: Welcome to the Live in Everett podcast, where we explore good things in Everett, Washington. My name is Garrett Hunt. And I'm Tyler Chisholm. And I'm producer Henry J. Thanks for joining us on episode number 91, which is brought to you by Milltown Credit Union. Check out their no annual fee visa credit card with a low 9.5% rate. Some restrictions may apply. You can learn more at milltowncu.org. Or visit them at
1: 3201Broadway. Okay, so we're back from holiday break. And on today's show, we're going to be highlighting some events in the weekly goodness. We're going to be talking about the future of Everett's golf courses. uh, And we're going to be listening to part one of a two-part interview with Everett's economic development director, Dan Ernest. And then we're going to play some new Everett trivia, which I'm really excited to have some new questions. We got questions from the city of Everett. So let's jump in.
0: So let's take a look at some events happening around Everett from the weekly goodness, a weekly email newsletter we send out every single Monday. And uh, why don't we highlight a couple events from the weekly goodness? Uh, Tyler, do you want to kick us off?
1: Yep. I think this Wednesday I'm going to go to the Engage to Engage Everett. It's uh, 4.30 p.m. Wednesday at the new Delta Hotel, which is the brand new one right in downtown Everett off the freeway on Pacific. Um, have you been there yet to the new Delta hotel? No. And it's pretty bad that I haven't, you know, I like work in tourism and I feel like I should, uh, have been there, you know, and I, Tina Beckstrom, who's, uh, the manager there is, I would consider her a friend. So, uh, I feel bad that I haven't been there. I'm really excited to check it out because I've heard that it's insanely nice. And uh full disclosure, I think last time there was an Engage Everett, I said that I was going to go to it on this very segment on a podcast a few weeks back and I did not go. I got to go to the one. Yeah, now you can make gotta up for it. Got to see some friends. What yeah. about you? Uh
0: so I am going to try and go to uh an event at the library this weekend. Uh our live in Everett's very own Richard Porter uh put out a book called Smoke Stackers, which uh is a history of Everett. And he is going to be doing some reading. Um, I believe uh, his wife, Krista, maybe both of them, will also be playing some music. And, um, yeah, should be, should be pretty cool. He'll also have some copies of the books available uh, if you want to grab one. And uh, that is this Saturday at 2 p.m. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited.
2: How about you, Henry? What's your event pick of the week? Well, it's wrestling time again. (laughs) Without a cause wrestling. Uh, Sweet. This is the third event that they're doing at Normana Lodge. It's going to be Sunday at 4 p.m. It's going to be... Crazy cool. Hopefully, like if it was the last when when I went the last time, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, here's some of the wrestlers that have been announced. I feel like I feel like uh, Mean Gene Okerlund, who just passed away, sadly. Yeah. Uh, DJ Z, Darby Allen, who's from the Everett area, very cool. 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 Uh, Ace Romero, the Aztec Warrior, Alex Cruz, and Vinny Pacifico, as well as local celebrity and uh, KISW DJ morning host Steve Miggs, aka Steve the producer will be there
1: wow he's a wrestling guy now if you're a wrestler what would your name and stick you thought about it
2: i have um i'd probably be the smoker and i would come out smoking a cigarette and i would hand cigarettes out to kids i'd be a bad <laughs> yeah. guy not the polish punisher no well i'd be the, uh, yeah i'd be the polish the polish powerhouse oh, okay the big kielbasa your finishing
1: move would be yeah 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 the the piroshki
2: yeah, well, what I, yeah, the Peroshki <laughs> death drop. What yeah. I'd be a bad guy, and I'd come out to the ring with, like, a plumber's bag because that's the stereotype, and yeah, yeah. I would have, like, a pipe wrench, and I would hit people in the back of the head with the pipe wrench when the ref's were looking.
1: was not looking, yeah. Who was your favorite wrestler growing up?
2: Grown up uh, Undertaker,
1: or oh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I always loved Shawn Michaels. Really? And and I I don't heartbreak know, kid? Sexy I don't know, boy Shawn Michaels? I don't know what that says about me when I was a kid, but two of my favorite, like, characters were Bart Simpson. And Shawn Michaels, this makes perfect sense.
2: <laughs> All of that makes perfect sense. That's really funny
1: Did you watch wrestling when you were growing up Garrett? Not really. I was super
0: into G.I. Joe's though and you Sergeant know, S- Slaughter. Slaughter was a wrestler and a G.I. Joe So I, I was a fan of his and I like vaguely remember watching it at uh, like my grandma's house a little bit Like I, I remember like Jake the snake and yep. some of those guys, but uh, I was never
1: that into it I remember when I found out that wrestling was fake it's fake. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Oh, man. I can vividly remember being like, oh, this isn't real.
2: I'm not watching it anymore. And then I never thought it was cool again. I remember finding out it was fake and I was like, you know, it's still kind of cool. <laughs> and then I stopped watching it when when puberty hit. Yeah, it was like all over. And now that I'm old, I just I watch it now You're You're do it again. I'm going do cool. it again. Nice. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a Sergeant Slaughter on your desk. I do. G. I. Joe.
0: Yep. I uh to be cool like you, I brought in a few few toys to uh you know dress up the desk a little bit. That's right. I have a Ric Flair, I have a talking Ric Flair on my
2: desk. No, he's up there.
0: Oh he's up there, he's right above us. Yeah, he's 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 lounging in our conference lounge now, actually. He's
2: lounging. That's so funny. Who's the (laughs) other guy over there? Is that uh, a Cobra Commander? No, that's Storm Shadow. Oh Storm Shadow, okay, there you go. Well, that's what we picked out for the Weekly Goodness this week. For more details and to get the Weekly Goodness sent directly to your inbox every Monday, just go to liveineverett.com slash subscribe.
1: All right, guys, what's happening in your uh, Everett life this week? Uh, On this week's Life in Everett section, we're going to be talking about the future of Everett's golf courses, which seem to be in limbo, or so I've heard.
0: Yeah, so My Everett News just put out a story that Apparently, the Everett City Council, uh, this weekend, they're going to be doing a retreat where they're talking about a few different things. But apparently, the thing they have the largest amount of time allotted for is to discuss the future of Everett's golf courses. What
1: does that mean, the future of Everett's golf course? Like, is it, are they going to turn one of the golf courses into... uh, Wild Waves. Wild Waves, yep. See, that would be a good... uh, That'd be a... Awesome future, <laughs>
0: y- 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 you know. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see what your guys' thoughts and ideas. Well, here's are. the first question:
1: Have either one of you two ever played around a round of golf? Once how'd you do?
0: I kept track uh the way I kept score was by keeping track of how many balls I lost <laughs> and I only lost two, so I think I did all right for my
1: first time yeah what about you? you ever played a round of golf not driving range no. We're talking a round of golf never if
2: it not if we're counting mini golf, then yes, but on a real big boy golf course, never
1: do either one of you have any interest in learning the game of golf and going and playing it no mm, not really i so. Well, I, the one
0: time I went, what I liked about it was just hanging out with people driving around mm-hmm. in Getting like a healthy in, day drunk in nature, <laughs> you know, you're out surrounded by trees yeah. and it's a nice day. And, um, so I mean that aspect of it is fun totally. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not like that interested in the sport itself though. To me, it's like, yeah, my brothers
1: all play golf and my uncle lives on a golf course around Woodby Island. My brother-in-law manages a golf course. I've never played a round of golf. I feel like, um, to me it's like too big of a time commitment and I feel like it's just another like thing that you need like equipment for and yeah. And it's not, not cheap. It's not general. cheap to play, you know? And um, but I do feel like <clears throat> I can understand, especially now that I'm older, how it would be pretty cool to go spend a few hours out with your buddies, walking around, getting some exercise and, um,
2: wearing some funny pants,
1: wearing some funny p- or no pants or no pants, know, yeah. break, breaking in your, your latest visor. Yeah, yeah totally. My latest <laughs> visor. That's naked got, golfing. Yeah. Yeah. It's naked golfing. Off. Um, um I live by Legion though, you know, so I live like right by Legion golf course. And I feel like since I moved there, I'm, I'm now like, this would be a fun thing to go walk over and do on a weekend, you know? Yeah. I think so, uh, uh, zooming out for
0: a quick second with a little context, there's a total of three golf courses in Everett. Um, two of them, the city owns one is in the North end of Everett that you mentioned, Tyler Legion. And then one is in the south end um, off of uh, Casino Road at uh, Walter E. Hall Park. Um, so those are the two the city owns. And then there's one in Central Everett that is privately owned. It's, what is it, the Everett Golfing. Golf and Country Club Yep. yep. Um, off of uh, 52nd Street, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the ones that the city would have any say over would be the, the two in the north and south end. And I think part of the reason the discussion came up is I think previously when Ray Stephenson was mayor, I think he had made a comment about the budget deficit and looking at the golf course land. Cause it's a lot of land, right? So that could potentially be used for more housing or lots of different things. Um, and so I think his comment about looking at that kind of planted a seed, which I think is why it's being revisited now. Um, and, and what capacity and what they're thinking, I'm not sure exactly, but it, it yeah, is interesting totally. to think about what that future might look like.
1: I'm assuming this is true for for all municipalities but I would be really surprised if a golf course is something that doesn't lose a ton of money for a city you know just thinking about all of the upkeep and how many people would need to play to make it viable and it's a cool amenity for a city for sure but um, yeah I just can't imagine this cheap. To have a golf course, let alone two, you know.
2: Well, according to the My Everett News article, it says the courses have not been great money makers for the city. And Everett is still paying off bonds for work at Legion Park. So, they're paying for it. And we were talking about this before we started recording that the game of golf has kind of gone downhill with people our age. Sure. Millennials, millennials. killing other things, you know. We're, we're on our kill streak right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um So, yeah, it's like, why not turn those spaces into housing in a park or, you know, some sort of outdoor amphitheater thing that you could have live outdoor concerts in that might bring in some more money. Uh, there's a million things that you could do with all that acreage. That's kind of prime space, especially for Legion. It's so close to the college, totally. And the college is getting built up like crazy. Like mm-hmm. it'd be, wouldn't it be cool if we had our own like university center over there? I like know how the UW has.
1: I have a feeling center. that if the city wanted to turn Legion Golf Course into just a housing development, that the rich people in my neighborhood would lose their mind. <laughs> but I do feel like in a. You know, we need more housing density, and there's this huge piece of land um, that's just sitting there. That really, I mean, golf is like—I don't want to say that it's like a rich person's thing, right? Because I don't know. You know, there's lots of people. I know lots of people who aren't rich who play golf, but I do feel like there's a certain level of like—I don't know. You need to have enough time to play it, and you need to have enough money to at least get the clubs. There's and a barrier. To there's entry. a barrier, right? And so it really just makes this thing. It's only accessible for you know the elite or something like that, you know. So that's my gripe with golf courses. So I feel like
0: so it sounds like both of you guys are pro redevelopment on the golf courses. Actually, no, because
1: it might hurt my property value, and I'm a. Re- <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> no, I s- there's I a half you- joke there. It is partially true
1: that
0: I feel that way. That's that's fair.
2: I I'm I'm thinking why does Everett need three golf courses? why don't we just have one, the one that's privately owned? The city can turn that land into other stuff. Golf isn't, I don't think a big tourism hook for Everett. I don't think a lot of people are coming here to play golf at Legion Park. Totally. Um, you know, maybe if we had like our own version of Pebble Beach or, yeah. you know, like a world renowned course, then great. But there's, there's other golf course. I mean, Marysville's got one. Every city's got one. Totally. Why do we need three? We should just have one.
1: Yeah. And, Here's the other thing. Like, I feel like there was a time when having a golf course in your city was like an amenity that you needed to have in order to compete with other cities. When people were thinking about where they were going to put down roots and buy houses, golf course was like a, uh, you know, it's like the modern equivalent of like an apartment building having like a workout room or something like that. You yeah, know? or
2: like having a Chipotle. Yeah. No, I don't know. No, that's not true. <laughs> uh,
1: but I f- do feel like. I just feel like as millennials are ruining Applebee's, they're also ruining golf. And I don't know anybody who's going to like choose to move to Everett, whether or not they all golf, if they're picking between Everett and Marysville. Um, There's a really interesting revisionist history episode, which is a podcast from Malcolm Gladwell that I really like. That's all about private golf clubs and how, Uh, like a (laughs) private golf clubs. Yeah. Like the the golf and country club. How it's like this huge, beautiful thing that really the only people who can, who can access it are rich people. Right. So, you know, a private golf and country club is going to cost you a lot more than playing at like Legion, for example, because you need to pay out of the butt for like the membership to be a member of the country club. But in the podcast, he talks about how, it's absurd that there's this area that would really make a truly beautiful park, but it's fenced off and the only people who can access it and like recreate on that land are those who can afford it. Um, and you know, that's a good question to ask, you know? Right. Yeah.
2: Well, as, as a sports person, like, you know, people play golf and they grow up playing golf and they become professional golfers. And if you take those courses away, you know, kids who actually want to play the game might not be able to totally there's that too so you have to weigh that as well
1: and i know that i'm totally biased because i don't really give a crap about golf and i know that like i love snowboarding it's the same thing the gear is expensive i was gonna bring that up yeah it's a it's Mm -hmm. like this land that you can really only access if you're paying to be there it's the same exact argument that i'm making about a golf club except it's not in the middle of a city you know
2: Right. That's the thing is that in Everett, at least North Everett so small. I just keep thinking of Legion. And where's the where's the other one? Walter Hall? Yeah, Walter E. Hall. That down. one's over by Casino Road, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, Casino Road, there's a lot that you can do there. Um, besides having a golf course, that's what I just keep coming back to.
0: And I think part of
2: it, too, is um,
0: Dan Ernesty, the Economic Development Director, who you'll hear from in, uh, shortly here, Um, part of his economic development plan that he is working on uh, a portion of it, I believe does require redeveloping that South Everett golf course at Walter Hall. Um, So I'm sure that that's probably partially what people are are thinking about and keeping in mind as as well. Um, You know, my, my whole take is, you know, I'm all for win wins. I would love it if either of the golf courses did get redeveloped, if there was still some type of, green space or recreation space, or maybe there's even still like a driving range or, you know, something, or, um, maybe, maybe it's a putt-putt golf course or, you know, something that can still be a place where people can get exercise and, and do uh, activities together, but maybe there's a way to uh, balance it out that it can serve a greater number of people. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see.
1: I do feel like if they close the golf course, it's where are the, Punk, mischievous high school kids gonna go out and do bad stuff in the middle of the night.
2: Yeah, where are they all gonna go <laughs> yeah. drink?
1: Yeah, totally. Or <laughs> or like sneak on and you know, do whatever they need to do yeah. as wayward youth. That would be the reason why I believe we should keep golf courses is so it's an important teenagers concern. can sow their wild oats. <laughs>
2: There you go. Well, hey, well, you know what? All those teenagers now are just inside playing Fortnite all day. That's what they're doing. So even that's dead. Everything's dead. Golf courses, uh, you know, underage tomfoolery yeah totally that's it well, thanks yeah. internet yeah thanks internet
0: let us know what you think we'd love to hear from you uh, what would you like to see happen with the future of everett's golf courses uh, leave us a voicemail 425-341-3731 or you can shoot us an email to podcast
2: at So we sat down with Dan Ernesty, the City of Everett Economic Development Director, uh, the other week, and we talked to him at length about what is going to happen as far as economic development in Everett. This is actually part one of a two-part interview that we did with him, so let's take a listen right now.
3: I'm supposed to be the liaison between the the private sector, the business sector, and the the city, and just make Everett a, a positive place try to do what I can as a city employee and a representative of the city to push the economy forward
1: Before you were with the city of Everett, you were with city of Shoreline. Is That's that right? right? Yeah. yeah
3: I was there for almost exactly eight years. Oh cool. Same basic job a little different title. Cool
1: What are your um, I'm curious what your first impressions have been of Everett as you've come and sort of uh, yeah. put yourself um, into a city
3: a surprising number of amazing assets I Interestingly, before I worked for the city of Shoreline, I was, an, I was a real estate developer. <clears throat> and I developed places all around, I mean, projects all around uh, the city of Everett. I worked on Mill Creek Town Center, worked on the Hawthorne Apartments in Mill Creek, um, worked on Snohomish Station, which is where Coles and Home Depot and Fred Meyer are over in Snohomish, worked on a project up in Marysville that's actually getting completed now, And I never did a project in Everett. And so I think it seemed like kind of a black hole to Mm. me, having worked all around Snohomish County with it. And uh, interestingly, I guess when I got here, what was not that surprising but confirmed was that it was such a self-sufficient city um, with so many different services that they have. Um, Offer to their residents in-house, like not many cities have their own transit department. Hmm. Not many cities have their own library um, system. And to have all those different cities, I think there's an inward focus to it that uh, kind of explains why I I didn't have a whole uh, lot of... impressions of it prior to that. Uh, so as I, as I've been here, what I've seen is, you know, confirmation of that, um, wasn't expecting, I, I have, it's a joy to come to every work every day at work because I'm on the eighth floor of the wall street building and I look out to the West. Mm. And so every day I have a pretty I good see, view up there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's just, I, I feel so fortunate and, uh, and, uh, I just, I just relish that. I love the view. I love the the walkability of the downtown. You know how important that is, and and from my perspective as a as a developer as well as working in a city, that is really one of those things that is just universally applauded. Um, people love it. Millennials love it. Baby boomers love it, and everybody in between. Yeah. So I mean, that's the thing. That's great. I mean, Boeing. I knew about the the number of companies that are supporting Boeing. Um, I, I, think the surprising things, um, that caught me off guard a little bit was the relatively low household income in Everett, mm-hmm. um, Sonomish County, uh, household income, I believe averages around 82,000 and Everett's about 51. Hmm. And so that's a pretty dramatic difference. So uh, you've been with the city of Everett now for about six months and I feel right. like
0: it seems like you've really hit the ground running. I know, um, We've already, you know, met and had a couple lunches. And, That's right. Um, yeah, what, a, w- and, and I know you, you have some some pretty pretty big plans, so share with us a little bit about your vision for Everett.
3: Yeah, I'd be happy to. Yeah, I, I felt like, I mean, somewhat tongue-in-cheek, I was thinking, yeah, the first 100 days of Dan's administration here as the economic development director. and But really, I've, what my goal for 100 days was to listen to a lot of people, talk to a lot of people, get... Uh, out there, get into businesses, get into people's um, their lives in Everett and, and really try to um, decipher from that what are the keys to moving the economy forward and I, I basically came up with four things and uh, the first one there's been a long couple year effort to get the Metro Everett plan mm-hmm adopted through city council and that was done and, and literally in council meetings they would a couple times they turn to me and say okay Dan now's your turn and really that is probably job one is mm-hmm. to just implement get investment in the downtown Everett area. Um, the second area that is really exciting to me is I, I actually christened it the web triangle. Um, web spelled W-H-E-B and standing for the Westmont Holly neighborhood, the Evergreen neighborhood and Boeing. And there's a triangle basically that is created by Airport Road, by SR 526 and Evergreen Way. And those neighborhoods are kind of surrounding that. But that's an incredibly strategic um, part of the city of Everett long-term. It is obviously the place where Painfield Air is gonna start flying here in February. Um and we'll have all that uh, push and all that economy driver, but it'd also be the home of two light rail stations, one at, right across basically the highway from Boeing um, in what right now is kind of a warehouse district. And then that's um, and that's at one corner of the triangle and then go up to the other corner at Evergreen Way in 526, basically where the Kmart site, um stands vacant that'll be another light rail station and so the two light rail stations the fact that the city owns a lot of parkland, a golf course um, cash park um, uh, phil johnson ball fields and there's a big piece of dirt by phil johnson ball field that we were recently uh, gifted as part of a settlement um, all of that makes that a pretty important part. Uh, area for the city to be thinking about and and considering and you know Casino Road runs parallel to 526 and that's already a fairly dense area of town but one that has some negative notoriety and so to um, dispel misperceptions to uh, work on that any way that we can uh, I think I think you know that's really going to be a a city unto itself up there in that in that triangle, at least in density and size. And mm-hmm. talk to us a little bit about what next steps would look like for developing that web triangle. Well, I think a lot of it right now is is just mapping a course economically. I, I mean, I think a lot of work has been done, obviously, in the social uh, services area and Casino Road and in different areas. And um, but I don't think anybody's really looked at from an economic standpoint and how do we how do we um how do we think about this place as as an economic driver for our city and so that's really what i hope to do and and it's probably more on the planning side right now than the implementation um light Mm -hmm. rail as you know doesn't come until 2036 Um, but we do have like i said some city assets and in real estate that we need to start thinking about the council has indicated that you know maybe the city doesn't need to have two golf courses. Maybe one is is enough. And I so, I mean, who's
1: still playing golf? Honestly, isn't that dying with like millennials, like Applebee's and napkins and all that stuff?
3: Uh, <laughs> that's a That's a good question, and I think that's uh, that's uh, one of those one of those things that we'll want to be studying <laughs> and looking at. But my my gut feel is that you know, a golf course takes about a hundred acres and it's one that you can't really walk your dog on. You can't really take strolls through. You can't play golf. I mean, you can't play soccer on, you know, it's because there's flying hard pellets totally. everywhere that are going <laughs> to no, kill no. you. Malcolm Gladwell uh, has
1: an episode of his podcast. Oh yeah. He's all about, about it. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so you've heard it. Yeah. And yeah. especially the country clubs that are private that, totally. that are tax free. I mean, this is at least a municipal, but mm. um, that has low prices and anybody can play on. But yeah, I think he goes after, what is it? Bel Air mm-hmm. country club. but uh, but yeah, mm. I just have a, f- in my opinion, Context is really important for parks, and the context. I, if even if it's a well played course, which I think it's a fairly well played course, I don't think the neighborhood is playing it so much. Mm. Um, At least not a representative group of the neighborhood.
1: Mm. Yeah, I'm so. um, So, Go ahead.
3: Well, I was going to say I I, I went through two different. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. You touched on the legs, the investment
0: in downtown Everett, the the web triangle.
3: Yeah, and the the next two. Um, the third one you'll resonate with is just Mm placemaking and that's just making Everett more iconic, more interesting, more a place that people don't want to leave that just that stickiness. And so you, you get that. I I don't have to explain that, but, but uh, we have so many placemaking really institutions (laughs) in Everett Mm -hmm. and placemaking, uh, assets that I don't know that we always work together real well. Um, I'm not sure that all the 300,000 people coming out of the children's museum know where the the closest coffee shops are, for example. Mm-hmm. And that would be just an easy fix. And so how to coordinate with that. Um, how to make sure our, our events are scratching the itch of the people that we really want to attract and the businesses that we really want to attract. That's important. And then the final one is in any city, and as, but especially in Everett, there are just big economic drivers. Boeing is the biggest obvious one, um, and oftentimes these—I mean—an in industry you call them industry clusters—that they they create their own little world unto themselves. Boeing is obviously doing that, but Funko is an interesting one and two in, in that I would—I mean—I think we can all visualize Funko. Creating an industry cluster here of mm-hmm. of a different kind of tech than you see on the east side, for example, um, more of the the Pixar Disney oriented um, kind of animation mm-hmm. uh, game oriented and uh, a little bit more playful uh, sides, and you can see how it would be very easy to attract some other companies that just the, um, bask in the warmth of Funko. So, mm-hmm. so encouraging those economic drivers, but there's other things. There's, you know, there's just, uh, uh, big infrastructure projects that are important. The bridge over from grand Avenue over to, over to the port. Yeah. What's uh, the update on that? <clears throat> yeah. It's happening. It's, it's <laughs> uh, from what I hear It's end, end of 2019. <laughs> Yeah. So there, right about a right about when the uh the hotel opens, the the bridge will be going over there. Cool. It's a beautiful that'll plaza be over there with a really nice splash park. Garrett, your kids are gonna love that. Nice. Yeah. That'll be Kids, great. I say plural. Oh, like probably have another one Yeah. yeah hurry see, up, Garrett. I, there, see, right? I, I see, see how it is. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Those are those are four four great things that to focus on that that totally makes sense. Yeah, it's way
3: more way more than I can have time for, but I did leave a little packet for you here so uh you can you can pin them up on your wall and frame them and, and uh <laughs> cool. Yeah. Read them off every day.
0: Awesome. So what does
3: um kind of timeline look like on on uh, implementing some of these things? Uh well, none of them, I mean, when I say implementing uh there are a lot of steps that are going to be able to be done in the next few years. And that's what I'm really focused on, um, is all of these because I work for a mayor who has a limited term. Um, a lot of what I do is, is, um, predicated on getting, getting things done in the next three years. So, uh, but Mm. you know, for downtown, I can't tell you exactly when an apartment complex is going to, come out of the ground necessarily. Sure. Um, I work toward that. That's the outcome I, that has a lot of factors that in, are influenced besides me. But I can tell you when I'm going to be working to improve some of the incentives in town, and that would be early 2019. And, you know, working on those kind of community renewal, target some of the blighted properties in town and do some mm, different things like that yeah so that'll be stuff that we i, I start bringing to council immediately mm-hmm. um <laughs> food truck ordinance that's another one on the placemaking side mm. uh, our food truck ordinance is kind of um it, it was probably just written before food trucks were yeah quite the placemaking engine that they are now mm-hmm. and so it's it's challenging especially in public right of way yeah so th- that'll be one that i i try to update um, here in 2019. So little pieces of it, you'll see immediately. Cool. in city time immediately, which yeah. means like that. Yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, I'm curious with, with, um,
0: your experience coming from, uh, working with the city of shoreline, what some of the uh, similarities between shoreline and Everett are and what some of the differences oh, yeah. are.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, In lots of ways, placemaking was key to Shoreline um, and, and Everett. Although I would say in Shoreline, there's a real lack of understanding of what it is. And, you know, I mean, it just seems so vanilla. And you get swallowed had, up by Seattle. I yeah, exactly. Too, right? And although you have people love shoreline in just the same kind of way that you have people who love Everett. Yeah. People just absolutely swear by it.
1: I feel like it's got to be kind of similar, right? Cause you've got like Richmond beach and like the area, uh, right. the areas that are next to the water and maybe a little bit more affluent. And then you have the, yeah. the sprawl along 99 and,
3: mm-hmm. and all of that. Yeah. It's yeah. very similar. I mean, uh, as you know, shoreline spent a lot of money, but they didn't really have a downtown. Um, it was developed out just as an, you know, unincorporated part of King County. And, and so they spent a lot of money improving 99 and really embracing that as a, as a main, as its quote unquote main boulevard. Um, it also is getting two light rail stations. So I was working a lot on that. Um, and so there are similarities. However, uh, you know, shoreline 55,000 people, um, Everett has 110,000 people. And so, you know, stupid guy like I am, I thought, oh, it's about twice as big. Um, But the staff of Shoreline is around 200 and the staff of the city of Everett um, with all the different services that I'd mentioned before, it's about 1,100. Whoa. So it's... It's a very uh, different environment. It's Mm -hmm. much more political, being the county seat here. Sure, Um, it's I I spend a lot more time in coordinating meetings and in um, collaborating with other agencies and so forth than I did in Shoreline. I kind of was creating a lot of stuff, you know, like actually starting festivals and you know getting food trucks out at two events and doing that kind of thing. We're here. A lot of that is already happening. There's really capable people who have been doing that for years.
2: Shop and make a difference at Citrine Health, a nonprofit social enterprise. Fair trade items at Citrine Market and bras Plenty at the bra shop, including post-mastectomy products. Certified fitters are available. Need a mammogram or health exam? Call 425-259-9899 to see if you're eligible. Support your community at Citrine Health. It is time for Everett Trivia, and this week is the first week of Everett Essentials questions from the city of Everett. Thank you so much, city of Everett, for donating these questions to us. I'm very excited. Thank you. Uh, Every question that you guys get wrong, you lose one live in Everett point, and if you lose 10 live in Everett points, you have to sell your home and move to Marysville. (laughs) That's it. You get your Everett card taken away. Lose all of our Everett street cred. Yep, it's all gone. All right, ready? Uh, Stakes are high. Here we go. When was Everett incorporated? 1861, 1891, 1893, or 1890? 1890. Oh, and by the way, a lot of these questions have five answers instead of four. So Whoa. get ready for that. 1861, 1891, 1893, or 1890. When was Everett incorporated? I say
1: 1893. I said 1893. Th- that is correct. 1893. Here Garrett's going to be a real fierce competitor on this one. Here we go. Let's see.
2: Question two, who was Everett's first mayor? Charles L. Colby, Dennis Brigham, uh, Henry Hewitt Jr., Thomas Dwyer, or Colgate Hoyt. Who was Everett's first mayor? Colby, Brigham, Hewitt Jr., Dwyer, or Hoyt. I kind of feel like I should know this, but I don't.
1: Uh
0: Although I think I might have a... Fairly educated guess. Um,
1: what did I'm going to say? That? Dwyer Jr.
2: I said Dwyer as well. Well, it's Dwyer. Um, it's yes. actually not technically not Dwyer Jr. I don't know what we're going to do here. Oh. I don't know what we're going to do. No, we'll give it to I you. I think somebody just took the lead. I like how Henry Hewitt Jr. is also Henry J. I'm a Henry yeah, Jr. I'm too. Sorry,
1: I don't know why I said Dwyer Jr. I think it's because of the Henry Hewitt Jr. We're going to
2: count it. I'm going to count need it a little. I think fine. But, you can have. I know it wouldn't fly
1: on Jeopardy, but. Maybe for Everett Trivia.
2: Which of these services does the city of Everett offer? Water utilities, mapping and data, youth programming, parking permits, or all of the above? Which of these services does the city of Everett offer? Utilities, mapping and data, youth programming, parking permits, or all of the above? The answer is... All All of the above. That is correct. Number one
1: trivia rule. If there's an option for all of the above, it's always
2: all of the above. (laughs) Pro tip. Wow. Well, there we go. We are tied going into week one of Everett Essentials Trivia. I have a feeling it should be like whoever gets the first question wrong just loses the whole thing because we may just immediately are exiled from Everett. We may be locked for weeks.
0: Hey, help support Live in Everett with a donation to our Patreon. Even a dollar a month helps us deliver stories, videos, and this podcast about the good things in Everett every single week. If you want to know more, you can head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Live Everett to donate
2: today and help support Live in Everett. Thank you for hanging out on the Live in Everett podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, please help others discover it as well by subscribing on Apple Podcasts and leaving a review. If you'd like to drop us a line, you sure can. Podcast at liveineverett.com or leave us a voicemail at 425-341-3731. Thanks for
0: joining us today. Special thanks to Oliver Elf Army for our theme music, to our producer Henry J., and to Dan
1: Ernesty for joining us as well. Good things happen in Everett because of you, so thanks so much for listening and being a part of this wonderful city. Have a great week, everyone.
0: This is why we're Everett Till the the grave. Grave.